This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. We uh, have a little bit of ground to cover. Pastor Rob has wanted me to minister the first 21 verses of chapter 5. So, uh, so we'll see how far we get. I have to ask for mercy but there's a lot, a lot to cover, and uh, every uh, verse is, is a message in itself. So we're going to get started. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, you can look online, and you can uh, get the notes and follow along. We'll have the scriptures up here. It says, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. And the word uh, imitators there is actually... The word meates uh, in the Greek, and it means to mimic or imitate. And it's really a follower. And uh, when some scriptures, like the King James, they'll say follower. Be a, a follower of God as dear children. But the English word is to uh, imitate or mimic. And it means to imitate someone or to mimic what you see someone else doing. It was a term also used for actors and actresses and stage productions at that time because they would learn uh, how the, the person they were portraying, they would learn everything about them, how the, this person would react, uh, what they would do in this situation as they would uh, study their, their role. And that's part of this, that we're to imitate or we're to act like God, act like followers of God. And that's what Paul is trying to tell us that we need to do. The previous verse in Ephesians 4, 32 says, And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So imitating God, one of the things uh, he just said, to forgive, be tenderhearted like God is. And then he says, be imitators of God, be followers of God. So we're to be forgiving. We're to be those that uh, are walking according to the scriptures. How do we know how God is? Look at Jesus. They're the same. They're one. You see Jesus, you've seen the Father. So you want to know how God acts? Look at Jesus. But we're to imitate him. Just as in the natural, children will imitate their parents. Or maybe uh, a person, they get older, they have a hero. Um, I started imitating. I, I love basketball. I started imitating Michael Jordan. And, um, you know, I had all his moves. <laughs> you know, look at me. I had, his, I had his moves better than, actually, I was doing them a little better than he was. I bumped my head a few times on the rim, and anyway, that's when Ellen said, you need to raise it, you know, higher than four feet. But anyway, so, so God is telling us to model our lives after the Lord Jesus Christ. So what we do, we got to make a decision that that's what our life is going to be like. We're going to imitate God. We're going to be followers of God. And we know that God is love, peace, he's hope, 
He's patient, merciful. He speaks the truth in love. And as the Lord treats us, we're to treat others. Be imitators here. The word be there, it means to be constantly in the process of becoming. So be becoming an imitator of God. In other words, we're in process. Has anyone noticed that we're in process? The key is to stay in process. Be becoming an imitator of God. Be becoming a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that takes commitment and takes time. In verse number 2 of Ephesians 5, it says, And walk in love as Christ has, has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. And this, when you imitate uh, Jesus, it's a sweet-smelling aroma to God. Your obedience to walk in, in what the Word says is a sweet aroma to God. So my question to you is, how do you smell before God today? Now, do you smell really good or do you have some stink about you? Where we're going to get the stink out. Amen? Sweet smelling aroma here is an Old Testament reference to the sacrifices. It says when the priests did their sacrifices, God was pleased with the sweet smelling aroma. And when Jesus sacrificed with his sacrifice, it was a sweet smelling aroma of God. Of course, the pictures in the Old Testament, what they were doing, pictures of what Jesus would be doing. So those sacrifices, God was satisfied uh, with them. So God is satisfied first. He was satisfied with the work of Jesus. Then he's satisfied with us because we're in Christ. Amen? But remember, there's positional truth and temporal truth. Temporal truth, you're walking out that positional truth. We talked about that, but who you are in Christ, you're seated at the right hand of the Father in the heavenly realm. You're the redeemed, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're the head, not the tail. All these blessings are ours. And there it is done. You're holy before, you're the holiness of God. You, your new creation part of you is holy before God. Yet the, when you look at the New Testament, it says perfect your holiness, walk out your holiness, be becoming. That's your temporal, the temporal truth. And so we're walking this thing out what has already been accomplished by the Lord. First John 2, 2 says, He is a propitiation for our sins, not for ourselves only, but also for the sins of the whole world. He paid the price for the sins of the whole world and the sacrifice that Jesus made for the sins of every human being that would ever exist on this planet. God, it was a sweet-smelling aroma to God. And uh, appropriation or propitiation here means satisfied or wrath of God was satisfied. Wow. What a sacrifice. What a blessing the Lord Jesus Christ was. But Romans 12, 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And acceptable here means God is satisfied 
with your, your body being presented, your life, on the altar. What's that? That's your walk here. That's the day-to-day that you present yourself to God and walk before him, being led by his word and by his spirit. Is God satisfied with your life? Are you acceptable as he is satisfied, not with who you are positionally, but who you are in your day-to-day walk? Your relationship secure, but fellowship is what we're talking about. You can break fellowship but not being acceptable to him in your daily walk. So verse 3, it says, but fornication, uncleanness or covetousness, let not even be named among you, which is fitting as is fitting for the saints. So now we're going verses 3 through 13. Is He's telling us what not to imitate. And he's talking about the unbeliever. What not to imitate. Now, Paul's just talked about this. Remember, uh, Pastor Rob talked about in chapter 4 about the different things. We're not even the lie or, you know, <laughs> speak the truth. All these different things have already been laid out. And what's Paul going to do? He's going to reemphasize them because God wanted us to get this and know this because it has a lot to do with your success as a Christian in this life. Is your daily walk and how you're walking and uh, your behavior before God. So Paul is, is telling us that there's different sins. And he's talking about that the carnal Christian can get involved in. Carnal Christian is one who is walking out of fellowship with God. There's sin and things in his life that he needs to deal with. So the first sin he mentions is uh, fornication. Uh, and it refers to any sex act outside of the boundaries of marriage. Any outside of marriage. And let me put this in. God defines what marriage is. Amen. Amen. No, no court, I don't care who it, no man defines what marriage is. God defines what marriage is. Hallelujah. Sex was designed by God to be holy to the Lord, a blessing and pleasure to, to the married couple, a way to produce, reproduce. It's holy to God. So he's saying here that um, can Christians get involved in sex outside marriage? Hello? Yes. And he's warning us not to. The word says to flee sex outside marriage, and all uncleanness, and this refers to impurity of anything that's improper sexual activity. Anything that is sexual activity that's not holy to the Lord. And you can determine what all that is. But if it's outside of what a couple are mutually walking in fellowship with God in, and they're both mutually in agreement outside of that doesn't need to be even looked upon or touched. Improper sex always leads to more impurity because flesh is never satisfied. It never stops. 
It always wants more and more. And then we got covetedness. And this still, in this context, is referring to sex. This is the greediness that's always desiring to have more sex. In other words, sex has become an idol in this person's life. It's become, uh, they're driven by sex. So he's warning us about this. Immorality is a never-ending circle of, of deeper involvement. And says, let it not be mentioned among you. Well, we just mentioned it. Well, that's not what it's talking about. <laughs> it's talking about not let it be something that you're involved in. It should not be mentioned that you're involved in this. But we need to talk about it because it's in the scriptures. And we need to know what God has to say about it. Especially in a, a culture that says anything goes, it doesn't matter. It still matters to God and should matter to a follower of God if it matters to him. Amen? I'm proud of the uh, state of Mississippi with the uh, abortion thing that there, it looks like it's going to the Supreme Court. There's a heartbeat uh, after, was it seven weeks or six weeks? Six weeks that you cannot do abortion. People say, well, I, I, you know, do you agree that uh, the woman has a right to choice? I do. They have a right to choice. And just like the little girl in the womb has a right to choice. Amen? This is what God says. I knew you in the womb. We got to go with what God says. Okay. Amen. God is good. The heartache of sin is really can be devastating in our lives. And, and, and the Lord's just hammering it uh, to us to let us know. In verse 4, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. Filthiness there is obscenities. Believe it or not, Christians can speak obscenities. And maybe you have, or maybe you were shocked, you heard somebody under a stressful time and something came out and it shocked you. Or maybe it was you. <laughs> maybe you shocked yourself. Well, the Word uh, is telling us, the Lord's telling us that that's not to be a part of our lives. We're not to be speaking the language of the world and the enemy. And those of you that uh, know that football, college football, started back, won't mention the University of Memphis. Um, not going to mention them today. Robert gave me a, our elder Robert gave me a very cruel and humbling joke about the University of Memphis this morning. But I refused to tell that joke. I went with my blonde joke. <laughs> but if you were watching anything um, that was going on around the country, they were having these big cheers and these big stadiums. And they were doing a wave and they were doing this cheer. They were blessing our president. I don't know why the TV kept bleeping it out. 
But they were, I know they were blessing our president. Had to be some Christians in there. It was a chant. Yes, I know what they were saying. <laughs> so I'm going to go, I'll tell you. No, no, I know what they were saying. You know what they were saying. And this chant was going on stadiums full of people all over the place. Well, as a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, I have to say no to that. <laughs> Amen? Filthiness can be cursing the Lord, but also involves sexual obscene words or base language that the world is using. Foolish talking is another type of language Christians should not be using. And this is a type of silly talk that's not uplifting to the Lord. It can include the expression of desires to do things Christians should not be doing. Or to go places that Christians should not be going to. And you're, you're talking and, and talking about things that the world is doing like you're expressing a, a desire to do those things. And the Lord said that's foolish talking. And, and really, uh, you look at foolish talking is the talk of a fool. So you're being foolish, acting like a fool. The fool is said in his heart, there is no God, Psalms 14, 1. Also included in this would be foolish talk about racial remarks, sexual uh, innuendos. We're not to be talking that way. Next is jesting. This is uh, sexual statements to gain attention. Rude sexual remarks to watch people's shocked expressions. We're not to shock people with that. <laughs> so these verses are really, what they're telling us to do is separate from the world. Separate from the world. We're not to be acting like the world. If we act like, it is not the truth that you win the people you work with to, to God by acting like them. Well, I'm just going to fit in and act like them, associate with them, do what they're doing because it cuts your witness. You don't stand out. Your light's not shining. That's what God is wanting. He wants his family to expand. He loves people, and we're his hands and feet. So he wants us to be walking the walk. I know that when I had my encounter with the Lord where I heard the Lord say, hey, Bob, and uh, I've told it many a time, but uh, I can remember going up on break uh, with the guys I've gone on break with for years, and I mean, I was just, nothing could stop me. I mean, it, it didn't matter. I was standing there by, by the Lord, and, um, and I realize now it's a lot of times probably wouldn't have as this thing, but I was just motoring around for the Lord. I was just for, and I'm telling all the guys at the break, I'm telling them what happened and everything. They go, oh, that's great, Bob. You know, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm, a, you know, I'm listening to each one of them there. I'm going, what? I said, I didn't know this. I never heard y'all say anything about Jesus, even mention his name. 
And boy, they just started going down. <laughs> and I'm going, what is wrong with y'all? I don't get it. And, and uh, you know, some of them came by and said, you know, I thought about what you said. I felt like uh, crawling under the couch there. You know, I felt so bad. And I said, well, I didn't mean to feel bad. I was just, you know, I was just blurting out. <laughs> it came to me and... Um, and a couple of them said, you know, I realize, man, i gotten so lukewarm, I never even talked about Jesus. He said, I never missed a Sunday. I was at church every single Sunday. He said, but I stopped. Don't ever stop. Don't let your light, don't put your light under a bushel. Not fitting means up to God's standards. God has a standard of holiness we are to maintain. The things that come out of our mouth should cause praise to God. Does it mean that we're just some stick in the mud? You know, you can't be around people. I can go into any setting, people be cursing around me. I'm, I'm not moved by it. I'm fine. We should be able to be the most relaxed people. We should be able to uh, party. We don't have to have drugs and filthy talk to have a great time. <laughs> we should, I mean, Jesus went to parties. I think he was pretty popular at the parties. People wanted to hang around with Jesus. Except the Pharisees, they were parked outside picketing the parties. <laughs> you should be fasting then they're having the party and feasting. <laughs> there's feasting and there's fasting times. <laughs> so, and uh, maybe you've ran into an obnoxious Christian at some point. Everything that you can't talk to him, God, praise the Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm trying to carry on the conversation here. <laughs> It's obnoxious. I mean, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous that you can't carry on a, a conversation. We should be able to talk about football, um, anything that's going on. We should be able to talk about it and have a good time, laugh, but we can still honor God with it. Amen? We can still have the right spirit. And that's what the Lord is, is talking about. One of the qualities of an elder, it says in uh, Timothy 3.2, be given to hospitality. So there's some people gifted at, you know, throwing parties or get-togethers and breaking bread, coming together. But we, we should have the best get-togethers. We should have the, uh, the best time. Because we don't have to do what the world does. Verse 5, for this you know that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Now this is talking about this the sins the sins of an unbeliever can be committed by a Christian. Correct? Everybody say that? But the difference is God will forgive you and restore you back into fellowship. It's a difference. But this particular verse if you look at it, it mentions who is a dollager. 
And this means someone who worships a God other than the true and living God. He's talking about an unbeliever here. He's saying don't act like an unbeliever doesn't even know God. So this person is an idolater. Fornicator here is a different word than the other one we looked at. In English where we get pornography from. I don't think I need to get in uh, all that, but when you look it up, uh, uh, in the Greek, it, it, they talked about male prostitution and female prostitution. So, well, that makes sense. They're getting paid to go through making these scenes, whatever. But, um, you know, that's rampant uh, in our society. It talks about unclean person. The same group that doesn't necessarily uh, commit sexual sin, this person is filthy in their thinking. Just everything they see and think is, is sex. So they're not committing adultery physically, but mentally they are. The covetous man uh, partakes in sexual sins, but his thinking also, he is totally possessed with committing adultery. 1 Corinthians 6.18, if we have the Spirit of God living in us, then why do we even consider doing these things? We're to flee fornication. We have an inheritance in the kingdom of God. You're a son and daughter of God. God has better things for you. If you need help in these areas, there's, there's help. Get help. But don't stay there because your, your light is not shining. And you're opening door to the enemy. Does God love you any less? No, he, go, he loves you. You're his child. You belong to him. Here's the problem. You will love God less. And you open the door for the enemy to come in and ravage and wreak havoc in your life. And that's what the Lord doesn't want for us. You know, it's like a Christian has to say no a lot of times. We don't talk about the no's a whole lot, but that's what we're talking about here. No. Yeah. You look at something, no. <laughs> Just, you have to, nope, not that. Listening to something, nope, not that. Thinking about something, mm, nope, not that. There's a lot of no's. We have to say no. But every time I say no to the flesh, I'm saying yes to Jesus. Every time I say no to death working and operating in my life, I'm saying yes to life and light and grace abounding in my life. It's worth saying no to get that kind of yes, the blessing of God in our lives. So I'll say no. Guys have to train themselves. You know, we, we have a natural desire within us for the opposite sex. And you have to, nope, say no, not going there. Ladies too. We have to be on guard uh, against this stuff. And be wise. And say no. 
Verse 6, let no one deceive you with empty words, but because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. So see, he's talking about unbeliever. And then he says, let no one deceive you with empty words of the world. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. The very things that we're talking about, God's wrath comes upon those that don't, don't have a relationship with him. So we don't want to be doing those things because it's not acceptable as a living sacrifice unto our God. And you get hold of the grace of God and you see the price that God's paid for us, you will back into more holiness <laughs> than trying to do it. Let me just put this. If you're dealing with things and you're trying to do it on your own, you will not get free. You've got to have God. But once you turn to God, his grace is available. He said, those who are willing and obedient shall inherit the, the, the grace of God. I've kind of embellished that a little bit. So what do you need to do? Be willing. Say, God, I forgive me. I humble myself before you. And my will is to do your will. I choose to daily walk before you in holiness. And be who you've called me to be. And you know what he does? He comes with his grace and gives us power to walk this out. We need it more today probably than ever before. Our kids are being attacked by a culture, by lies of the enemy that's out to steal their heart for God, out to steal their calling in the Lord. And we got to rise up and protect our kids and stop being silent and speak the truth and the love of God and say you're going to hell if you don't turn to Jesus, the lover of your soul. He gave it all. And I don't want to see you going down this trail of destruction. I want to see you walking before God, our Father, fulfilling the destiny and purpose that he has for our lives. Parents and grandparents, and we got to pray. I, I just I was sent a thing um, a text and they were, they were saying that the average age of pornography now is eight years old. And they're dealing with kids eight years old who are addicted to pornography. Man, we got to protect. We got to protect our homes, our families, our own selves. Hallelujah. If our home is heaven, and our objective is to store up as many rewards as possible, why are we acting like those who are going to face the wrath of God? They will spend eternity in the lake of fire with the devil and his angels. But we who are born again are heading for heaven. And we will have a judgment, and it'll be judgment on our works. And there'll be spiritual rewards for the things we did in fellowship with God 
He will bless and reward us. Let's don't act like those that of this world who don't even know God. Verse 5, therefore do not be partakers with them, and that means participants. Don't participate with the deeds of sin for those who live apart from God. First uh, Corinthians 3, for you are still cardinal. There's uh, enemy, strife, and division among you. Are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? Are you behaving like you're just a, a man or woman? Not of God. You're a man of God, a woman of God. And we're to imitate the one that we follow. Verse 8. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as the children of light. We were at one time in the kingdom of darkness, but we've been translated into the kingdom of his dear son. We were once headed for hell and destruction, but now we've come into the kingdom of God. Now we're in the kingdom of light. Hallelujah. And that's our positional truth. But see, notice here he says, walk as children of light. You once were darkness, now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. What's he talking about? Your temporal truth, your walk here in this life, it makes a difference. He's talking about walking in fellowship with God. You have a relationship, but do you have fellowship with God? And there's some that maybe you don't have a relationship with God. Romans 13, uh, 11, it says, And do this, knowing the time that now... It is high time to awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in reverently and drunkenness, nor in lewdness and lust, not in strife, envy. But put on, say put on. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. You once were in the kingdom of darkness, but now you're in the kingdom of light. You went from death to life. Act like it. How do you act like You get in the word of God. You get with God. You have a prayer life. You spend time with him. Oh, pastor, is there another way? No. <laughs> no. Oh, give me a shortcut. A shortcut to what? Where you can go sin and do anything you want to do? There is no shortcut. It's, it's, it's a narrow way. <laughs> it's his way. Amen? Ephesians 5, 8, For once you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, Righteousness and truth. The word spirit here could be translated light 
And really it should be light because he's not talking about the gifts uh, of the Holy Spirit. He's talking about fruit produced by walking in the light. What's that fruit? Goodness, righteousness, and truth. First John 1, 7, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have what? Fellowship one with another. He's not talking about relationship. He's talking about fellowship with God. We're not talking about a Christian being carnal or spiritual in fellowship or out. We are, if we're, did I say that right? I don't know. If you're out of fellowship, you are walking a path of darkness. You're still in the kingdom of God, but you're walking away from the light, away from the kingdom that you're in. And you're in darkness. And you're out of fellowship. Just um, stand up for a moment. Just go on. Got a few statements here. We'll just say them together just to drive this home some. Just repeat after me. If I'm out of fellowship with the Lord, I'm in the flesh and walking in darkness. Now think about that, say, walking in darkness. You ever tried to walk someplace? I walked in this sanctuary when it was pitch dark. It's a little creepy. I don't want to bump into this. That. Walking in, this is God speaking, you're walking in darkness, you're walking in the flesh. If I'm in fellowship with the Lord, I'm in the Spirit and walking in the light. If I'm out of fellowship, I'm asleep. If I'm in fellowship, I'm awake. You can be seated. <laughs> so when we walk in darkness and fellowship with the Lord, we still produce works. They're just unacceptable to the Lord. They're called wood, hay, and stubble. And they're burned up. At judgment. You're still producing some works. But we want to produce works that are gold, silver, and precious stones. When the fire of God, the judgment of God comes, there's something that remains that you're rewarded on. Hallelujah. How many want some rewards? Well, you can't walk in darkness and in the flesh and get rewards. You're going the wrong way. The flesh can counterfeit divine works. We're told in the word to pray, give offerings, attend church, love other believers. You can do all those things out of fellowship with God. Not walking in that fellowship, that relationship, that communion with God. You, you can do these things and not be producing any good works. So you can fake it. And still be producing wood, hay, and stubble. The production of light is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. We cannot fail if we walk in the light as God has given us. Verse 10, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. That means revealing what is acceptable to the Lord. And we find out from the Word of God by the leading of the Spirit. Verse 11, 
and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. The world produces darkness because it has no light. We're not to fellowship with those works. When we do, the world cannot see our light. We look just like anyone else in the world. They just see darkness. You know, we should be exposing. You ever been in a restaurant and you pray and you just notice eyes kind of looking? We're exposing their need for Christ. It's making them uncomfortable. It's okay. It's okay to make people uncomfortable when you're out praying. I don't know about you. I'm going to pray over my food. I've heard too many stories. <laughs> it's going to be blessed and sanctified. <laughs> Put this in my mouth. <laughs> Somebody sees me pray, well, glory to God. They have problems with it. I'm just exposing a need in their life for Christ. See, people shouldn't, if, if it's the world, we come in with light, darkness starts kind of, <laughs> what happens? Light disperses darkness. And things get exposed in people's lives. They can see things. Just like I was telling you, my friends, I went on break and so I've been, you know, with you guys for years, and nobody ever told me about Jesus. No one ever mentioned his name. And I was loving every one of them when I'm saying, well, I never heard you. I, I'm shocked. I didn't know y'all were Christians. That's what I said. <laughs> Woo, doggy. I love it. <laughs> What was I doing? I was exposing them that they needed to wake up. They were asleep. They were asleep and they needed to be awake. There's people who are lost and dying and we need to wake up. There are people that you know, people that you have in your household, people that you're under your care and protection that need to know that Jesus is Lord. And his word is the truth. And we're not going by any other standard but his word. Because he's God. We're not. Great revelation. He's God. We're not. And we're going to go with what he says. Hallelujah. Preaching myself happy here. Okay. A carnal believer is no longer spiritual, produces darkness. He's not controlled by the Holy Spirit. Flesh cannot produce light. We're children of light, should walk like children of light. Well, I just need, I, I want to be gentle with them. And no, just be yourself. Love them, but be different. The people, the world that, that walks into the church, they're not looking for a better version of the world. They're looking for hope, they're looking for answers. Is there peace? Is there a God? Is there really 
Miracles. Had the coolest dream the other night. Oh, another time. I, I just tell you, Jesus came to me with a big basket full of bread and handed it to me. I'm, I'm telling you, mm, things are, are breaking out. Miracles, healings, freedoms. I mean, everything we desired. It was, it was awesome. Lost my train of thought. Let's move on then. <laughs> I need to stop. That's bow our heads. How do you take care of things? First John 1 9. Confess your sins to the Lord. He's faithful and just to forgive you, cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He's faithful. No one has your best interest at heart more than God. No one. No one has a better life planned out for you than God. No one knows exactly what you need, what makes you tick like God. No one knows what you were created to do like God. She, he's your creator. Everything else is a false delusion to bring confusion and to steal the purpose of God in your life. Don't be mixed up. Don't be confused. Say, God, I need you. I see that there's sin in my life. There's things that the wrath of God will come upon that I'm walking in. I'm walking in darkness. But right now, I choose to repent. I choose to turn and go towards the light. I choose to get back in fellowship with my God. If that's you this morning, I just want you to bow your head. Let's all bow our heads. We're going to give people a chance to accept the Lord. But right now, this is for the believer. And your heart's been convicted this morning and you know you need to change some things. Maybe you've been seeing, looking at things you shouldn't, hearing things you shouldn't, thinking things you shouldn't, watching things you shouldn't. Maybe you've just been asleep and you need to wake up. All you have to do is say, Lord Jesus, say, Lord Jesus, forgive me. Now you fill in the blank. Maybe you've just been walking in doubt and unbelief. That which is not of faith is sin. Just give it to Him. He is faithful and just to forgive you. And He will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. All unrighteousness. 
that anger issue, all unrighteousness, the regrets, disappointments, all unrighteousness. He cleanses you. Thank you, Lord, for your cleansing power. Holy Spirit, touch each and every life here. Even those watching, they're repenting right now. And maybe you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. He knows you. He's been pursuing you. He's been after you from the day you were born. He wants you to be a part of his family. He loves you. He came and died for you and paid a price for every place so you could miss it. See, God is perfect and holy. And he couldn't accept us into his family after Adam fell. But now, because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. And you can stand before a holy God as if you had never sinned because of the payment and the price that was made in full by Jesus. He loves you so much. The Bible says if you'll confess him as the Lord of your life, believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, he will save you. And then you become a follower of him. Then you become an imitator of him. And you walk in fellowship and communion with God. Let's just say this prayer. Dear God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for dying in my place. For taking my sins. I receive cleansing. I received the sacrifice. I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead and he's seated at the right hand. I received the gift of salvation. I received the good news that I belong to the Lord now and my heart is forever changed and I'll follow you all the days of my life. Holy Spirit, fill and empower these that have prayed these prayers today. And we thank you, give you glory and honor and praise. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277.